This is the Prayer and Push-Ups Podcast, living a healthy life for the mind, body, and soul. Welcome back to the gym. This is Ben Taluga, and I'm here with Neil, the giant Ginger Maxwell, and this week, I am actually in the gym. That is right. The gym is back up. Uh, it's not done done, but it's usable done, and uh, <laughs> there's still some things I want to do to kind of finish it up and put some finishing touches on it, but I'm really excited about this new space. And looking forward to showing off the space at some point here when Neil gets to come back and be in person and we can record in the gym again. But Neil, how are you doing over there in your home as we do this via video conference? I am okay. We're doing okay. It would be nice if it was a little warmer and it wasn't as rainy because my kids are going nuts bouncing off the walls but we did end up spending a quite a few hours this afternoon outside and mucking about um we're doing all right we're doing all right here i like everyone else talks about like being bored and i wish i wish i was bored. i know right it'd be great I, to have some boredom time yeah, it, it just like I am deemed a necessary employee because I'm a teacher, and uh, like thank goodness for that because I know it's like other people, you know, like hardships and uh, potentially lost income and job and everything else like that. But like they keep adding things to do, and it's just constant. And because the lawyers finally caught up with, oh, we need to make up new rules with distance education and how we're going to do ministry and stuff like that. So they just, they keep changing things. They keep changing things. Yep. Anyways. Yep. It's the way it is. Yeah. We've got that going with, with work. And then I hear you with the wishing you could be bored because with the move, my list of things to do is longer than I know what to do with it. So yeah, um, there's just so much still to do even just settling into the house here. Uh, but I needed to get my gym ready though. So I finally found the time to at least make that usable. Yeah. Kind of got that stage finished today. So I'm really looking forward to breaking it out in the morning and lifting some weights again. So it's been a little bit, but yeah. Um, how's that been going for you with everything you got going on? You've been getting into the gym. Yeah, no, uh, I've actually been more, um, been getting up early in the morning, uh, taking the dog for a walk, which I don't, um, haven't been able to do as much like i try to get my three 10 minute walks a day um but i've actually been able to um uh like not worry about getting to work so sometimes my 10 minute walks like i've done at work kind of thing yeah while i'm doing other stuff um uh but i'm able to do it with my dog and um otherwise she gets plenty of exercise running around up in the backyard because I've fenced in backyard with the kids. So like, don't worry guys, I'd actually take care of my pet. But, um, <laughs> uh, uh, weightlifting wise, um, I find because of the weirdness of the schedule, I like to do a lift every day now, not mm -hmm. just my like four times a week kind of thing. So I'm trying to break up the workouts like that. Um, and finding more time to, uh, just like stretch and get it moving. Cause I'm sitting a lot more than I used to. Right. Sitting in the computer screen constantly. And I'm just, I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, we're making plans to try to change my 
uh, office to maybe a sit stand functionality. Yeah. Um, by bringing a dresser from the basement up here. <laughs> uh, one way to do it. Yeah, yeah, just because I, I, it's too much sitting and like, like I, um, trying to find ways to to at least stay active without having to do a lot of sitting. So, um, but the weight's been fine. Like the weightlifting part of things has been good. Um, uh, um, trying to work on my weaknesses. Uh, I was able to actually, I did uh, pull the weights outside one day and oh, actually nice. got a, and got, and got a lift in my backyard. So I was, um, my, my basement's too short for me to be able to do standing overhead presses. Mm-hmm. So I just brought the dumbbells out or the, or the barbell out and, um, did overhead press, shoulder press, and then some jerk press. And that was a lot of fun because the kids are outside running around in between sets. I was playing with them and then I was going back having fun and just did, uh, got a lot of good work done and just, I don't like if I had a weakness of my lifts, it's probably shoulders. Mm. Right. Like it's like, that's the one that I like have always just like had a hard time with. So I think a dream of mine is to have like an outbuilding in the back with a giant garage door that is my gym. And Mm -hmm. on beautiful days, you can just open the garage door and basically be outside. Yeah. And, in the winter, shut the garage door, and then it's like you're inside and you have climate control. It's a dream. Check out uh, check out the Instagram of a guy called Juji Mufu. Uh, he's got fantastic gym just like that, like literally uh, sliding barn doors. Oh, and beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives out like wooded. He lives on the wooded areas in like Kentucky or something like that. So mm. it's like, yeah, it's nice. That's All a right. dream in God's country. Yeah, yeah, someday, someday. I'm keeping an eye out. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping that eye out for that uh, cheap land. There you cheap go. Land. There you go. Yeah. So, so uh, as I said, the gym has not been up. So workouts have been intentional workouts. I should say have been a little oddball. Um, number of walks, lots of moving boxes and other things around. So that's been that's been good fitness work for me body is still sore i've been I just i never seem to stop moving boxes with this whole thing there's still a bunch of them in our garage we're trying to go through and tomorrow's gonna be a lot of box moving trying to figure out what's left in the garage and kind of sort it out where's it mm-hmm. gonna go and what are we gonna do with it and what are we storing what are we keeping what are we getting rid of i thought you should don't you do the getting rid of before you move it normally and that's what we were going to be doing this last week we weren't going to move until yesterday Oh, but that's with right. all this going on, we ended up losing that week, and we decided we needed to just get to the new house. So we, um, I've I've still been working on getting stuff out of the old house this week too. So that's been fun. You know, it's but, it's it's just not just. It's, it's an unjust situation. It's an that unjust you're put situation. Into. Uh, <laughs> how is how have things been for you with the uh, prayer life? You know. Um, it's like uh, good and bad. Uh, I think that you like it's the lentiest Lent that has ever lented without being able to go to mass. Um, and uh, that's, you just really in the desert, I feel like. And so the prayers been like, I've had more time to pray and I've made more time to pray and try to be intentional about it. But it also is just, 
like it has been very dry or like you definitely feel the lamentation when you read certain psalms yeah like um the worry of the absence of god so it's just um like i look forward to the day when this is over i think that my like hope is that the first mass that we get to have publicly after this is all over will feel like easter you know or be packed like easter kind of thing yeah since we're gonna miss it so that's that's the word on the street right now apparently everything was just pushed until the end of april so um as far as the social distancing and everything like that um where we are we are currently under shelter in place and that was supposed to be for two weeks and we'll see if that lasts only two weeks but um, it's is is it like okay i thought we were like it's not officially shelter in place it's like half a step down because like we can go walk our dog and like yeah, shelter in- the shelter in place definition seems to be really askew to me but we'll we'll save that for another another time it's like but, you can go outside yeah but, like just don't talk to people it's like oh what we've been doing these past two weeks like yeah basically not a lot has changed a few extra businesses were decided non-essential but very few um a lot of people are like carrying notes with them to show that they are essential personnel if they get pulled over and it's like there's way too many people that are on that essential personnel list Mm -hmm. that they're not pulling anyone over because you're out and about because there's gonna be a lot of people out and about it's not like there's gonna be one random car driving down the freeway and they're gonna be oh that person what are they doing why are they out here no there's I don't think there's going to be a lot of traffic change from what we've had for the last couple of weeks. I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't leave Chaska anyway, so I don't just, I don't leave, I don't, I don't leave here anyway, so it's not a big deal for me, but I, I'd say, no, I didn't seem too much of a difference cars wise out up here, but. Um, I mean, you can still go to the grocery store. You can still go do, you know, go to the doctor, do these other things, which is good. Uh, but that means just about anyone's allowed to go out and go do those things. So what are you going to do? Stop them and tell them, find out why are you out? And the groceries, just say grocery store. What do you, there's, yeah. there's really no reason to be pulling anyone over. So I think that people are kind of freaking out for no reason on that particular yeah, I issue. Don't, I but, don't know. Unless you're a teenager out for a joy ride with your friends. Right. Like that's about the only thing I could think of. But even then, if you got pulled over, you could say, I'm going to the grocery store for my mom. And what are they going to do? Follow you there? I don't know. Like, so, I don't know. I'm not a cop. Not, I know. I don't know either. Anyway, I'm not trying to defend their policies or what they're doing. I don't know. Anyways, let's, um, maybe we should talk about that with the subject matter that we're going to get into later. To maybe we should. Tonight. That actually would be good topics. What would be just in that situation? What is um, justice? Prayer, prayer life for me real quick before we move on to the, oh, yeah. the training time. Uh, We'll be just in making sure that we both share equally of what's going on. Um, <laughs> uh, prayer life, I think I, I can echo a lot of what you're saying as far as there being a lot of dryness to, to it. Yeah. Um, I've had more time for it and have found it harder to make time for it since all this happened. I think some of that's just due to the lack of routine. I was so accustomed to my routine and now it's really hard for me to wake myself up in the morning because I don't have anywhere I have to go. 
right? I mean, it's not like I have to, I don't have to make it to 615 mass anymore because there isn't a yeah. 615 mass anymore. Yep. Um, so that, that's been a struggle. This morning I had a really good time in prayer uh, prior to the kids getting up. Uh, and then we went to mass uh, via video live stream from our living room, which was good. We got dressed for mass. That was great. Mm -hmm. um, Isaiah kind of played mass. He had a little little table that he was using, and he got to he kind of went along with the priest as we were doing mass, which was cute. Um, but uh, we've been doing our our rosary uh, mm -hmm. every day, so that's also been good. My wife's joined me, so we've been doing that daily um, now for a couple weeks. But uh, yeah, it's there's been some dryness to it, but I think this morning was really good and gave me some new insights and. I'm going to be meditating on and mulling those over here for at least a few days, if not longer, I think. But um, yeah, so let's transition this thing into training time. I think we're all warmed up. You got the muscles, muscles loose and blood, blood flow in there. Yeah, um, too much in this rocking chair, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> at least you have a rocking chair. Um, uh, I, yeah. My work chair is like a hard, stiff back wooden old, table dining room table chair uh anyway our training for this week we are finally coming back to our four-part series on the virtues we've kind of avoided it the last two weeks with some Three. other things going on with avoided coronavirus. It like the plague we avoided it like the pandemic uh -huh. um, <laughs> no we weren't avoiding it we just had other things we thought were more pressing at the time but we wanted to get back into it so this week we will be discussing the cardinal virtue of justice. And as a quick review, because it's been a few weeks since we last recorded on the virtues, uh, the cardinal virtues are the four principal moral virtues. Uh, the word cardinal comes from the Latin root of cardo, meaning hinge. So you can kind of look at it as though all other virtue, all the other moral virtues hinge on these four. And the cardinal virtues are actually from Greek philosophy and were adapted by none other than Mr. Thomas Aquinas into the thought and teaching of the Catholic Church. So that is kind of a quick review on the virtues. But now to break into the virtue of justice. Any thoughts on justice, Neil? Well, since it's just us here, um, true story. I would have to, I would have to say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm Technically, sorry, we're both not even here. Oh my god. Um, no, I think that. I mean, we got to get through our operational definition of, of what it actually is, but I would say my initial thoughts are, um, the idea that they were taken like they were Greek first from Greek philosophy and then mm -hmm. taken up by Thomas Aquinas. I always like to say that like, well, all truth is authored by God. And so like all virtues presuppose any particular person because they're all exist in their perfection in their creator. And so um, I just know some people like sometimes like are hesitant to think and ponder about things if their source isn't like directly out of sacred scripture or like directly mm. out of like, like the catechism or something, which at least is from the catechism. Like if anyone's thinking of that, um, 
So that's just my initial thought is that like, no, 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 God's the author of all truth. If it is true, it comes from God. Therefore, like it is a good thing. So um, it is good to be just. And we have a good and just God as well. So I'm really looking forward to unpacking what justice is and like how it relates to God and also what it relates to fitness. So what is our operational definition of justice? Excuse me. So I guess as far as an operational definition, um, justice is the moral virtue that consists in the constant and firm will to give their due to God and neighbor. Okay. So one thing that I did want to make a point to say is when we think of justice, I think a lot of people think of what's fair. Okay. And so I wanted to make the distinction that justice is not necessarily fairness. The two can cross paths, but one does not equal the other. Um, And And what's what's the distinction in your mind? Well, as just one way to kind of clarify that, the cross. Okay. The cross was just because it was a it was the the price that was being paid for justice but it was not fair in the person who ended up paying it mm. if that makes sense justice mm. was served in the cross because there was a price that needed to be paid for the sins of the world and Christ paid them however Jesus having to be the one who paid that price was definitely not fair because he had nothing to do with the price needing to be paid if that makes sense Yes. And so that's that's the best way I, I know of to distinguish the two. That there are times where there is that justice can be served, but it is not fair in the way that it is done. Um, and there's also times where things might appear fair, but they're not necessarily just. But so the okay. two, one does not necessarily equal the other. Mercy and grace tend to skew the two apart from one another mm. that makes sense mm. you're thinking no you're giving me a lot of time. well because there's i'm not good at articulating um the difference between a propitiatory sacrifice or an expiatory sacrifice when it comes to the christ and the cross mm-hmm. and um, I get them mixed up in my head sometimes. And so I'm just sitting there trying to mull that out in my head. And what it relates to justice is, um, like there is a, um, justice giving what is due to the other, this idea of, um, like Jesus is giving what is due offered uh, back to the father right mm-hmm. i think that i just i know that there's sometimes this um like the the like we can get wrapped up in the idea of, like the wrath of god is what like god needed to hurt someone oh god needed to, god needed to hurt someone and the price must be paid so christ stepped in the way god mm. stepped in the way of his own wrath mm. right to um so that the fire of god would not rain upon us right and what 
and so it's really hard to try to articulate that like no 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 god being infinitely just like this idea of giving what is due like the wages of sin is death and yep. like the idea of we all know the law of god the decalogue the ten commandments like they're written on the heart of man and all can come to know this these same truths because every culture that has ever existed has always come up with some sort of understanding of like don't kill don't steal right mm-hmm. don't covet like that's universal and honoring your family like that's just like it like it didn't take the ten commandments to teach that right mm-hmm. it just reminded them of what it inculcated on stone what was written on the hearts of man and like um so this like idea that jesus just paying the price for us i didn't want to turn into a salvation thing but that's the whole thing that you think about when you were saying that about the cross that's just like the tangent that my mind went on talking about justice no i think a a good ex or another good thing to look at to kind of get an idea for what you were talking about there is if you've ever read the um lion the witch in the wardrobe the first of the narnia chronicles okay uh, i have read it but i (laughs) when so spoilers for anyone who has not read the lion the witch in the wardrobe you should but spoilers so in in this book or there's now a couple of different movies based off the book um aslan the lion and the king of narnia sacrifices himself on the stone table mm-hmm. in it to make up for the sins if you will of one of the kids who travel to narnia and he doesn't do this to appease himself he does this to appease the law of Narnia or the deep magic they call it in, in the book. Yeah. And you could say that that was in their, in that world and in that situation, that was justice being served. There was a, there was a a price to be paid according to the, the natural law of the land of Narnia Mm -hmm. and Aslan paid it for Edmund, this child who traveled into Narnia. And, in doing so, saved Edmund from the price. And then, lo and behold, Aslan came back to life. It was crazy. Uh, And it was very much designed to be a Christ-type character uh, in that situation. And I think C.S. Lewis does a good job of kind of demonstrating that it wasn't about God's wrath, necessarily, that christ came to die it was that there is a natural law there is a way in which the world was designed and that is that the um consequences for sin is death Mm -hmm. and so that was written in it was there and so christ came to pay that price so that we wouldn't have to pay the price of separation from god because god is as you said, God is just, God is good. Sin separates us from him. And so without that sacrifice, we could not be reunited with him. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... So it wasn't as necessarily... Not that his wrath didn't play a part as well, but it wasn't necessarily, they are so evil, I'm going to burn them all. It was that we were separated from him. Yeah. And Christ came to reunite us with him. No, no, I, I of course I agree with you so. completely on that. I just whenever certain things are phrased a certain way, I always want to distinguish and clarify because that is my inner Thomas. No, please, <laughs> please let your inner Thomas free and clarify. Yeah. 
I no 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 I, you did you, you okay. did and so there's like so like the we're talking about a redemptive like, like a redemptive sacrifice so that's yes. made by Christ so yes. um rabbit hole managed I hope uh hey and, it all has to do with justice so but like okay so this is it, well it's interesting because I guess like it, we're starting from the like what is par excellence in justice right so like looking at Christ and the cross like that is mm-hmm. in the in, pinnacle the pinnacle of what that is the absolute perfection of that coming from God. And well, what is it actually like practically for us in like the lesser extent and how we are to be imitators of Christ. And so like the idea, okay, justice, it's a habitus, right? It's a habit. So like the, like the firm and disposition to do the thing in difficulty, right. Or jo- with joy, mm-hmm. to do the thing. Um, but it's like, a concern for the other and like giving what is right for the other. And um, it's just very like, it's uh, I, it is the externally focused one of the four cardinal virtues, right? It's the one focused yeah. on the well, other. It's the, yeah. It's, and that was, I, I guess if I read it correctly, I was reading this in Joseph Pieper's book, but I believe he was quoting St. Thomas or at least referencing St. Thomas when he pointed out that justice is the only virtue that directs man in his relations with others. Yeah. Whereas the other three virtues are primarily about how you live with your kind of directing yourself and your own decision-making and actions. Justice is actually directing how you relate to others. It's still your, your actions are still affected because, but it's, it's primarily other focused. I, it, I love how the the concept of justice and the virtue of justice presupposes a good that mm-hmm. others have. I think in modern society, it's like do whatever so long as you don't hurt others. Mm-hmm. Like, at least particularly in America, we have like the libertarian, <clears throat> like you know, right. perspective of like I am free as long as I mind my own p's and q's kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's no, 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 Like we, we have a degree of responsibility to seek and pursue the good of others. Right. And seek and pursue the good of others. And so like, it is good to understand this because I think one of my frustrations with some people and some attitudes is like, look, I'm just doing right by me and my family. Mm-hmm. And like, therefore, I don't have to do X, Y, Z to right. like help out my neighbor. Yep. And um, it can that attitude can be used to like undermine charity. Yeah. Like undermine love. So, uh, um. So yeah, yeah that's justice, just my justice requires that we recognize those around us as having an interest an intrinsic value mm-hmm. um, that, that they are worthy of respect at least to a certain level, if for no other reason than because they have the dignity of a human being. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the whole Imago Dei, the image of God, like, you know, in <clears throat> that all men are created in like the image and likeness of God. And therefore like, big or small a person is a person no matter how small dr seuss right mm-hmm. um and that they're owed something and it, it so i just um 
it's just a fantastic thing to ponder, especially when we live in such interesting times and we're trying to have like really serious discussions as a society about like what is owed to one another. I mean, there's some people who are very frustrated about um, the economic uh, toll that our current situation has on us. And, um, but like, like I am sacrificing my own freedom by isolating right but like self-isolating so that like i don't accidentally harm others Mm -hmm. like it's not just about avoiding it myself right for my family but it's like no 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 like if i get sick my wife's gonna get sick my wife works in a nursing home Mm -hmm. and if she brings in that nursing home oh my like a number of those people will likely die Yes, like we will be indirectly or, or directly, quite possibly, yeah, yeah, like culpable for the death of of many people potentially. <clears throat> like if we do so carelessly. Now, granted, if it just if it happens and it's accidental and it's not willful, but like I know whether or not I was like careless or carefree, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so it's it's yeah, yeah, and there. I mean, that's a that's a. Very, and that's one reason I, I thought justice was a great one to do with the situation we currently got is there is a debate right now between those who are saying we need to shelter in place and we need to um, do this in, for however long it's necessary for this COVID-19 to go away. And then there's those that are saying, well, you know, how long is too long? And at what point does, um, well, the quote, what the, the president said, I believe, was when does the... Uh, cure become worse than the disease and it's not necessarily the best way to put it but even in catholic uh in the ethical religious directives which come to us from the catholic church uh their basic their standard for making decisions is benefit versus burden and if you are treating someone medically and at some point that treatment becomes more of an issue for them than the disease is yeah. Then you need to cease the treatment. So mm. it's actually an ethical decision making platform, benefit versus burden. And I'm not saying I know the answer to that. I'm not saying I know when the when the time would be to say, okay, well now we just need to go back. But it, with with everything that's happening, I think yes, we need to we need to protect those that are most vulnerable to this disease. We need to do everything we can to try to protect as many people as we can. But then you do have to wonder at what point does letting all these people lose their jobs and ceasing to be able to provide for their families and how, when is that going to start to cost lives, if you will? Um, Because people can't afford to, to feed their families, pay their rent and stuff like that. So I think it's a, it's a legitimate discussion to have. And I don't really know where it answers, but justice would be being able to land on that and confidently say this is where that line would be. Yeah, I mean... And not having all the information, we wouldn't be able to make that decision. No, no, no. I mean, that's probably part of the problem is that the the idea of a virtue is um, it it, it aids you in the moment of decision. Yeah. It aids you in the moment of the decision. And so um, you're able to intake the particulars of a Mm -hmm. particular single instance and 
make decision upon it or yep. a, a action and follow through on that. And I think that like concerning that whole other big mess of, of stuff that you were just talking about, like we'd have to have like a huge discussion on like principle of double effect, right? Like, looking at um, there's a lot to take into consideration with like it, the but... principle of subsidiarity and like like there's there like the because that that's my biggest thing at least in this thing is like okay what's the lo- like my i no one ever asks this question and i get real frustrated with it it's like what's the lowest level of thing that needs to make the decision on this particular thing like mm. what like i like you know it's kind of like states state rights versus like federal rights like right minnesota can declare its own emerge state of emergency and even Chaska can have its own authority and powers and stuff like that. And it needs to, and like individual townships and people and stuff like that need to have more autonomy to be able to yeah. freedomly make these decisions that are not being bound by like needing permission from the next step up. True. Because every local situation is different. I mean, there are some counties in Minnesota that don't even have a case yet. Right. So justice in one area of the country or the world would not necessarily be justice in another part or area or part of the country or the world. I'm just like, like New York absolutely needs to be shut down completely and stuff like that. But then you look at other parts of the thing and you go like the restrictions may not need to be as heavy kind of thing. I mean, social distancing, fine, like, cool. That's surely social distance, distance or whatever. But like, it's not a, uh, I don't think, uh, I, I, I think that we often get lost that this has to be like a universal blanket wide. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for everything, I'm understand there's some logic to it with the pandemic because like if people start traveling all over in one County and not in right. the other, it's like, ugh. but um, you cross County lines and someone's exposed and they come back to their own County and suddenly now it's there. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's, so like, there's a lot more complexity to it, but, um, the, but the, the, the thing is, is the, the willingness and the happiness to be able to do the good for the other. Yes. And so like, I think that's the biggest thing I just personally am struggling with this is, um, getting grumpy, getting just angry. Like I, I have a tendency to anger. You, you, a grumpy person. No, I never would have guessed. Anyways, the, um, <laughs> and I can get grumpy and I'm usually trying to be a happy-go-lucky guy and I, but I can get grumpy about certain things. And like justice, I think the idea of being joyful in doing a virtue and like in serving the good of the other, mm-hmm. um, like is, is a challenge. I think is one is, is one that I need to be better at. Yeah. Need to be better at in my own like personal devotion and holiness because, um, because I'm American and I can definitely fall into that tendency of like, like I'm going to do me like, right. I'm going to get my family to heaven and that's you it. Do you. Yeah. you do you. I always like, I know justice, I think like justice can tell us something about what we need to do with evangelization. And like, I'm convinced that if every Catholic just once in their life brought someone from not faith and like journeyed with them into the church, like one, if that was like, if the Pope, if one Pope out there just said like, okay, like to the best of your ability within your call and your vocation, everyone must convert one person to Catholicism to the best, like through with love and charity and like mm-hmm. invitation and stuff like that. But like your life goal is in addition to all the other precepts of the faith is one person minimum. And because of the justice of the need of salvation of souls, right. For like the good of souls and the good of everyone. And so to in like, 
to to and I'm just convinced that like there's not enough people leaving people into their own not like other faith leaving them in their faith saying well they're fine or whatever they're happy or whatever but it's like they're not at the fullness of beatitude right they're not at the fullness of intimacy and love with god and so out of justice for that person like we need to be inviting towards others i i like to make use the analogy of an alcoholic and you do like a um intervention yeah and people that do an intervention, they are, they are, whether it's well done or not, or it's effective or not, I don't really know, but their, their goal is love for that person and wanting that person to stop a behavior that is damaging them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the same is true of evangelization. Your goal is, or should be, to bring someone out of slash into a behavior that was either damaging them out of or into a behavior that will benefit and to have a positive effect on their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And that would be just and justice served for that person. Um, I think a takeaway in our current situation for justice, you, you kind of said this earlier is to be joyful in the sacrifice is being made to recognize that these sacrifices are being done for a purpose. Even if we are of a group that wouldn't really be affected by catching Corona, if we got it, if it was something that we would be able to fight off and it might suck while we had it and then go away, just like the flu. Yeah. Uh, Even if that you likely fit into that category these sacrifices are being made to protect those who don't fit into that category. And we should do them with joy because we recognize the value uh, that is intrinsically instilled in those people because they are made in the image of God. Yeah. So I would say that's our takeaway for this one is find the joy in serving those around you simply by staying in your house. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 absolutely true. We were gonna, I know we were supposed to be like a fitness podcast too. Yes. So like, I, I guess like my my main thing is that I was thinking about with the idea of like, what does the virtue of justice do when it comes to our physical self? Is like to recognize that our body has a health and dignity that needs to like like you owe your body taking mm. care of it. Yes, because it's not your own. Yeah, because it's not your own. It's ultimately for your for your own good. And since like for me. Like my body is my spouse's, her body mm-hmm. is, is mine as well. And so like, they are not, we are not our own. And yep. so like, if I just fill up on chips and beer and like, you know, and, and just like, I am treating what is my wife's poorly. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, um, so I need to like take care of myself and I need to be healthy so I can be around for as long as God wants me to be around for my wife and kids. Yep. So um, oh, that's a good point. So I was just thinking about that. And the other thing that I was thinking about, once those gyms open again, oh yeah. Wipe oh, it to the rest of your fellow MTUs. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna apologize right there because that was a major internet glitch. 
Oh no, right in the middle of that? Neil was talking and then Neil was frozen. So I just said clean your gym equipment. Clean your gym equipment so that other people don't want your nasty sweat and germs and everything else in your gym equipment. So once the gyms open up again, wipe them down. I I would recommend wiping it down before and after use. Because you never know when the person who used it before you didn't wipe it down. See, that would be prudent, but not necessarily just. Not not necessarily just. You're right. That would be prudent. The just part would be wiping it down after. The prudent part would be wiping it down before. And we'll go. get into prudence at a, at a later date. But Foreshadowing. Um, speaking of the end of your workout, let's roll this down into the cool down. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to cool down our time here. So, yep. Neil, where can the lovely people find us? Well, they've already found us because they're That's here. True. But if they want to actually interact with us, uh, you can write a letter to uh, facebook.com slash prayer and pushups. It's facebook.com slash prayer and pushups. You can email us at prayer and pushups podcast. That's prayer and pushups podcast at gmail.com. You can like us on the Twitters and the Instagrams as well. And we promise after we get done with lent and exodus 90 we will be more active on the social media platforms but we do check the email regularly um and then the other thing we'd like to ask you is give us a five-star rating on uh whatever podcast app you're listening to with us uh so that other people can find us share the greatest compliment you can give us is if you share with your friends and get other people to listen in um and of course any uh thoughts topics other things you want to hire i feel like we've done like a lot more like theology lately. So maybe if yeah. you want more like a get back to the basics, to me, teach me how to get huge bench. Like, okay, cool. We can talk to you about building your bench press or whatever. Yeah, we can, we can, get we can definitely do some episodes that are more focused on the health and fitness. Uh, speaking <laughs> of other episodes, we have oh. some new stuff coming. Oh, so no. we are going to be, because of, we, this is some stuff we had talked about doing before, but mm-hmm. with, Everything going on with COVID-19 slash coronavirus, we know that people are stuck in their homes and we thought, you know, we're going to provide some more content so that people have something to listen to and entertain them and hopefully benefit you in your life. It hopefully will benefit us in our life. Uh, so we are going to be breaking out special guest episodes. Uh, our first one will be coming out this Wednesday. That's two days from now. So today is the 30th that will be coming out on the 1st. So this is not an April Fool's joke. Uh, There will be an episode released the morning of Wednesday, April 1st. Our guest is John from the Sons of Thunder, and he will be sharing about his life and how how faith and fitness have affected him in becoming the man that he is. He has a huge passion for fitness and for his faith. So we are really looking forward to spending some time with him as we kind of got our kickoff appearing mm-hmm. on the sons of thunder podcast oh yeah so uh come listen to that we'll see how long that one goes if, it, if we have a long enough conversation with him we might split it into two uh <laughs> and then we're gonna we have some other special guests that we're working on bringing on as well and then uh come friday neil and i are going to be releasing another episode that will just be the two of us kind of discussing the the things on our mind from what's going on right now and uh, kind of how anything that goes. Yeah, anything goes. So we're it, we'll goes. just be chatting it up, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy that. 
And we are also discussing some potential live episodes sometime in the future. So we'll see about those as well. So stay tuned. Um, but until then, let's stay in our homes, but be intentional. <laughs> stay in your homes. Get after it. Stay Don't in your at, homes. But get your live. Okay, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, last thing. We forgot our Lenten discipline. Oh, push-ups and the other thing. We, we keep forgot to talk about this. I just want to let you know, guys. I think it's like what is the day we're recording this? It's the thirty-second day of Lent minus the Sundays. So, like, if you want to get on with us, uh, start. It's twenty-eight push-ups or twenty-nine push-ups tomorrow, right? I'm trying is, to remember how many I did yesterday. I have to count it every day. I know. I keep forgetting. It's terrible. It's. I hold on. Let me double check. The, um, because it's the fifth Monday in Lent. So no, I'm pretty. I'm like I'm really confident. It's 28 push-ups because I've so been we doing. Have, I've we been, have two I'm, weeks of Lent left. Yeah, which is 12 so, days. So yeah, 28, 20, 29 tomorrow. 29 tomorrow. 29 push-ups on Monday. Yes, with 29 Jesus, er, with 29 Jesus prayers. With sorry, Jesus prayers. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess, oh no, because this is coming out tomorrow. Uh, yeah, this is coming out. So today, the day yeah. this is released, Monday the thirtieth, it is yeah. twenty nine push ups. And I tell you what, I've really uh, seen benefits for me in my shoulders and in my pecs, uh, just in doing this and having more regular consistency. So this is something actually I think I'm going to keep moving forward, where I just have more push ups in. And I think with the amount of sitting that I have to do, the inactivity, I think it's been really good. So yeah. If you want to join us, you haven't been doing it. We'll be doing an extra push-up every day. So it'll be 29 today and add one every other day. Let's skip Sundays and say that many Jesus prayers every day. So, uh, yeah. oh, my, oh my Jesus, or, or Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. So like Jesus, mercy, Jesus, mercy. And if you can do them while you're repping, that's great. If not, just say them when, in between sets or something like yeah. that. And if 30 is too much to start off right off the bat and you're just joining us, whatever, like I'm not there to judge you. Break it up, do it or whatever. It was like, yeah. Well, the, the the point of it was to do that many push-ups in a day. So if you can't do them all straight, break it up into no. groups. Oh, I've been doing them straight. But. Well, that's the preferred <laughs> way to do it. But get them done in the day. So if you let's say you can you max out at ten, do ten. Later, do ten more. Later, do nine, and you sure, got twenty-nine. Sure. Um, or you can always drop to doing the modified push-up from your knees as well. Sure. So sure. that's another option. Um, but, I, but I think it's, it's been really good. I think it's been really good. So I think everyone get after it, get on it. Sorry for the Minnesota goodbye. We're both yes. Minnesotans now. We are. Well, I'm, not, I'm not originally, but I, I'm pretty You've Minnesotan lived, right now. He's, oh, gosh. He's, oh. he's better oh. at the Minnesota goodbye than I am. Anyway. Oh, geez, sorry about that. All right. We are, we are thrilled you guys stuck at this out with us. We hope that you are doing well in this time of coronaness and know that we are praying for you. Let's stay in our homes, but let's really work at this. Let's live intentionally. God bless everybody. Mm -hmm.